Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer? Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the 1997 Singles Edition. Today, we're pitching sequels, friends. <laughs> Wish us Godspeed. Michael Schantz here of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the man with his pen on the paper, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Say hello, Tom. Mr. Ed is mine. Which movie's that from? I don't know. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> what? What is that from? That's uh, from Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Which part? When Jax uh, takes on the sent the pro wrestler Centaur. Oh, that's right. Oh, <clears throat> Mister It is mad. Mister It is mad. I also like how you um, how you began today's episode like it was a eulogy uh, the funeral <laughs> today we're gathered here to pick sequels to 1997 single sequels. well because this is uniquely difficult because it's like which of these series do you want to see more of yeah when you think uh I, I guess I can almost understand Mortal Kombat more than any other, but the others, it was like, the first movie, just leave it alone after that. Stop. You shouldn't have done, you know, yeah, a movie after that. There's precedent for, because, you know, Mortal Kombat as a video game has a number of iterations. Yeah. I mean, we, but, we uh, just had a, I guess I'll say a reboot of that. Are you sure that's not a sequel? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. No one has referred to it that way. But for everybody to be as excited as they were, I thought it was funny that it was still a more polished turd. Yeah. That's interesting, though, that Mortal Kombat has, uh, at the very least, come come back because yeah. um, the other two series have been a dead in the water. Mm -hmm. One of them, literally. Yeah, they were killed. Yeah. So, as always, I mean, we, you know, the the interesting thing about doing the single sequels is first you have to pick the series you want to pitch a sequel to. Yeah. And and then you got to devise your pitch. So. Yes. <laughs> what what was your experience just trying to decide which movie to do? That actually, that uh, that came pretty easily. Oh, really? Yeah. I I didn't. Like you made a choice and stuck with it, and you went on your path. Oh, I made a choice and stuck with it. That's for sure. Okay. I I a full disclosure. I have something for all of these films, but only one complete cinematic pitch. How did I know? <laughs> Would you? Why? Because that's what you've been doing lately. 
I suppose on so. single sequels, yeah. you're you you know. Well, it seems like I've got a cast. I've got an idea. I've got this, and then I've got yeah. a full pitch. Right, and it seems um, it seems unfair to exclude <laughs> any of these any of these films. Well, for myself, I went. I thought I had the movie I wanted to do, and I could share with you the I guess what I'll call an outline. Yeah. Because I went pretty far down the path when I finally decided, I don't like this idea. I don't like this movie. I don't like anything to do with what I'm thinking. And then a movie I <laughs> completely disregarded as even an option became my option. Yeah. And then I, I went down a, a completely different path. So I got, you know, I had myself a bit of a journey. Yeah. I like you with me. It was nothing to do with, with the, with the desire to prolong the series it was all about i could make this sequel to this film mm -hmm. and by um, this film you mean the last sequel yeah well no i mean i like oh i could or the I original film the, i could take the story no I, I was like i could take the story here okay that's what happened to me too i thought yeah and that's not to say i want to see this film no or, yeah me either Happy to, and you know, the these films are on the surface all failures. They at least a couple of them are sequels that you don't necessarily want to see. Mm -hmm. But um, in watching the films themselves, I get the sense of oh, you could actually do it. It's just not this, <laughs> right? Right, like. I, uh, the films I think you you know you you know Die Hard managed to m make sequels, so why can't you have a speed sequel? Right. American Werewolf in London is obviously like a sacred movie, so it seems like blasphemy to suggest a sequel to it. But oh, you know what? Here's how you could probably do it. Right. So that makes these films even more frustrating. Yeah, exactly right. Are, because I do think their projects are possible. <laughs> but they have singularly failed to achieve Yeah. And yeah. at the end of the day, was it difficult for you to write your pitch in total? Um, <clears throat> It wasn't. I think just because I, I sort of ran, I ran with an idea that that I knew I could link to the previous two movies without uh, have really having anything to do with the previous two movies. So mm. I, I found my angle. Yeah, I found my angle too. My, my, my way in and I did my own thing. Okay. Um, because there's no, there's no bar here. Well, now you want to go with... No precedent. Right. Do you want to go with the minor pitches first? Sure. <clears throat> well, that one of them is not a pitch. It's a piece of news. Oh. Uh, did you know that Speed 3 exists? No. Yes. Well, it does. Tis an in idea episode. or... No. In reality. What? Uh... It is an episode <laughs> of a British sitcom from the 1990s. 1998, so only one year after Speed 2 Cruise Control. 
Uh, the series is called Father Ted. It's a sitcom about two priests from a remote parish off the coast of Ireland. All right. Uh, and there's an episode called Speed 3 in which uh, a local milkman is fired for um, having sex with all the housewives on his route. Mm-hmm. Um, and Father Ted exposes him. Father Dougal... As any good priest would. As any good priest would. <laughs> because he finds out that a lot of the, the children in town... Are his. There's there's a lot no there's, yeah there's a lot of hairy babies being born I remember yeah. his actual words, um, <laughs> so he's fired and Father Dougal who's the other priest takes over the milk route, uh, except to get revenge on the people who lost him his job, the milkman Pat Mustard puts a puts a bomb on the milk float. <laughs> Uh, and it, it's, and, uh, if it goes over five miles an hour, <laughs> the bomb activates so it can't go over the five. What do you five, do on the hills, Tom? What do you do hour. on the hills? Right, exactly. So the rest of the episode is Father Ted trying to, um, uh, trying to solve that problem. So there is already a speed three and for, for those of you, for those of you who know Father Ted, you'll know there's no way to do better than that. There's no conceivable pitch that could improve upon that that I could do. Well, that's so. the one that I went down the line a long time on. Yeah. Well, why don't you t- since we're talking about it, why don't you tell me your so, your, th- your thumbnail so sketch? So my thumbnail sketch was, I, I to be honest, I'm not sure I even had, uh, you know, gotten to a title I liked. I, th- I think the working title was Speed 3 Autopilot. <laughs> I think you may be uh, you may be give, giving the credit giving the critics a little bit too much <laughs> fuel for the fire there. Right. <laughs> so my idea uh, was to not take the movie seriously at all. Yeah. But to have well, like Sandra Bullock, <laughs> Father Ted's right there with yeah. you. Yeah. So, so to have Sandra Bullock and Jason Patrick on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. taken over by a terrorist okay. and then executive decision style have, for what reason we don't know, but the uh, suicide squad from Los Angeles yeah, uh, you know, board the plane executive decision style and it would mm-hmm. be with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and then you have this dynamic of of ex boyfriend, current boyfriend. Who do I really love? Plus, we got to beat the terrorists. That's the way to do yeah. it. I think. I think you'd want you'd want the return the return of Keanu Reeves as Jack. But then I also I couldn't decide. Like you know, is it uh, the plane has to stay below an altitude, above an altitude? What's the deal? <laughs> well. <laughs> That's the other thing that struck me is that there's no such rules in Speed Two Cruise Control. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it, we're, I'm in a. It makes it seem like there is, but there isn't. Yeah, no, there isn't at yeah. all. It's just we're going to collide with <laughs> with an oil tanker. Whatever happens, whatever you do or land, we're going to yeah. collide. Right. Yeah. How interesting. That's good. That's a good uh, solution. Not too bad. I think. Um, 
I think that that would be tolerated. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm not happy about it, but okay. <laughs> Don't resent it existing. What was uh now you Well your non well, your other non pitch pitch. My other <laughs> My other um non pitch pitch. It is a pitch. But it occurred to me that uh, a sequel to An American Werewolf in Paris would be better served as a song than a film. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, here I have the first two verses of An American Werewolf in New York. Oh, mercy. I don't drink coffee, I drink blood, my dear. Like my entrails on the side. You can hear my transformation when I talk. I'm an English werewolf in New York. (laughs) See me hunting down Fifth Avenue. A walking canine with my hide. Find them everywhere I stalk. I'm an English werewolf in New York. Holy fucking shit. So there you go. Courtney Pine solo, unnecessary drum break. Final verse. Delightful. There you go. So I think that's where they went wrong. Well, I... They stayed in the same media. I could use it in my pitch. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so you, you, you pitched to... Your pitch is for American Werewolf in Paris slash London. Yes, but I would be calling mine a British Werewolf in Manhattan. Oh, why specifically Manhattan? I don't know. Why did you go from city to borough? Honestly, I think, I think, (laughs) honestly, because I kept saying a British Werewolf in New York, and I just didn't like the sound of it. And you heard. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But now that well, that's now what, that your now to that me. your song is involved, I think I might have to revert back to New York. Yeah, you can you can have yeah. it. Yeah, you can license it from me. So I wanted to do. I don't think Sting will have an issue with me, <laughs> right? Stealing every other word of his song. <laughs> <laughs> My idea was. To do a lot of things we've talked about uh, and actually involve the lineage of the first movie. So we have Nurse Alex Price. We have her child, a young girl. Uh And so you get the gender swap. Uh And who's the father? David. Oh, yeah, I guess that's possible. They had sex. They did. So. Pre or post werewolf? Well. What does that factor in? He met her after already being bitten. Oh, that's right. So is, is a bit of werewolf semen in there? So I couldn't, I couldn't. So this is what I'm wrestling with. <laughs> I, love, I love how I go straight to the yeah. dirtiest aspect right. of, the, so, of your But it's your important idea. because, and I'll, so I'll ask your advice. Oh yeah. People are going to be thinking the because same thing. Because I, like, you know, it, it's, it's a question 
that you have to kind of answer, right? It's like literally, it's the first thing you thought of. So <laughs> that doesn't mean you have to think about. Well, it. my it idea was a deeply troubled human being. She is visiting upstate New York because, and I can't remember. Like, do, do they ever mention where David Kessler's from? No. So my idea was to have. Uh, I think you're right. I would. My my guess is uh, upstate New York. Yeah, I think you're okay. right. Okay. So I wanted her in upstate New York visiting his home. She's trying to find out about her father. You know more. You yeah. know, visit the extended family. That kind of thing. Right. And I couldn't decide. Is it? You know, I was. You know, American Werewolf in London is eighty one. Mm-hmm. So I thought, if you make it twenty years, right, and you have a like a twenty year old young woman mm-hmm. so is it is it the kind of thing of of she reaches reaches a certain age and then the the werewolf thing kicks in or is it she's in upstate right. new york and she gets bitten by a werewolf ah. it's one of those things okay well what did you decide i think i eventually decided for the attack because uh-huh. i needed to get her to new york <laughs> Okay. Like city proper. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was she's attacked. She goes to a small local hospital. She needs more help. So they evac her to New York City. Mm-hmm. And then what comes into play is, you know, American Werewolf in London revisited in New York. And what we were talking about in, our, in the last episode about this reluctant you know, a reluctant werewolf. You can't help that it's going to happen to you. Yeah. And, but I also realized like 2001, now we're dealing with, is this post 9-11? Is this like, what's what's the deal? In back of my mind, I was going, something about 2001 that alarms me, but I don't know what it is. So now I know. Is it just too distasteful to set this in the backdrop yes. of ha- I mean, 9-11 yes. having happened and the city's in chaos anyway? Yes. Okay. I mean, uh, didn't didn't uh, didn't we once comment on Final Destination 3, how it was like, it, it, it sort of blamed 9-11, like the... Pre- it, the roller coaster one? Yeah, there was a premonition of 9-11. I was like, oh, a bit, this is a bit too soon, a bit close to the mark. I wouldn't use this as a story right. quite yet. So I don't know, maybe the only way to, well, you know, you'll have, you'd have to test it. Obviously, well obviously, because we've got our time machine. So obviously if I was making this movie in 2001, yeah. that's terrible. But if I'm making it now with the characters in 2001, yeah, it's still terrible. But <laughs> yeah, but... And obviously, I, I did not get far enough. All of a sudden, I realized, well, it was 20 years later. Like, literally an hour ago, I thought, well, if it's yeah. 20 years later, it's fucking 2001. <laughs> right. And I was trying to think of um, something you could say dramatically about that. So if you maybe just, if you just were like juxtaposing, pop- you know, everyone at that time saying, what we got to do is go get them. And then have that kind of be the idea of the wolf in the city of like everybody, you know, they can't control this. So we're going to control that. We're going to try and find this wolf and take it out and do this. 
but meanwhile, also, you know, people she's killed. You can do the Griffin Dunn. Mm-hmm. You can. But I also thought, you know, bring David Naughton back and have him ghost appearance visiting his daughter. Ah. Yeah. Um, but of course, we would have to end with like another tragic ending. But that's good. But that's that's where I would want to take it. I, I have a solution to your nine eleven problem. Yes. <laughs> don't, don't edit. Don't edit around that. <laughs> <laughs> In relation to your pitch. Yes. Um. It was an inside job. No. Um. <laughs> I, so you you apocalypto it. Hmm. So all of this happens and ends September 10th and the film right. ends with right. you resolve it yeah. all just as the news reports are coming in. Yeah, that's that's a good way to go. You know, and but and the reference, you know, for those of you who've not seen Apocalypse, I mean, you haven't, it's now ruined for you, but <laughs> basically the story just kind of ends and then we see the, the you right. know, Columbus... The ships. Um, the white colonizers about to just make everything that's going on so much worse. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so I think I, I that's how I think you do yeah, it. I think you're right. So there you have it. Um, a, a British werewolf in New York. So you would have to. Yeah, you would have the, the tragedy of what happens in your movie kind of eclipsed by a greater tragedy. Yes. That makes people go, oh, whatever. <laughs> right. And also, you know... Hey, that wolf turned uh, into a dead girl. That's weird. And also, yeah, you know, it's a <laughs> a good day to bury bad news. So mm-hmm. people wouldn't remember that this happened. Yeah. Because what else what happened on the same day? 9-11 could work to your advantage. Again, <laughs> don't edit around that. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. I uh, went where I good. never thought I'd go, which is to fuck with an American werewolf in London. Mm. Not well, not caring at all you... about an American werewolf in Paris. No, that's it. That's interesting. So it's like it's you could uh, de facto decanonize. Yeah. Uh, oh, you might you could you could throw in like a news report of, well, do you see what happened in Paris mm-hmm. in '97? Right. <laughs> the news is that. just no, getting no to New did. York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or maybe you uh, maybe you cut back to mom. You know, because like the nurse Alex, uh, mm-hmm. what's her name? Alex Price. You cut back to her. And you see all her news clippings. She's finding werewolf news all over the world. Yes, you know? yes, yeah. <laughs> did did you for us? Um, you'd never seen American Werewolf in no, Paris yeah. before, right? Did you have a moment where you thought they were going to make Julie Delpy's mother, Alex Price? I didn't. Okay. I I, I never that. saw that movie connecting that literally to. The movie that preceded it. I don't know if that had been better or worse. Yeah. 
I suspect no, it would have been, been worse. Both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been better than worse, then better, then worse, then better, then worse. Would have been worse, both. Ultimately worse. Both. Yeah. Um, because we didn't really talk about this, but American Werewolf in Paris is not really a sequel. No, yeah. Serene. <laughs> it's a sort of etch a sketch shake up right <laughs> of the original movie <laughs> there you go kids uh, start again well I'm glad that we've talked about every movie in the series or we will have done but when I Except... do my pitch because my but my pick because my pitch is for Mortal Kombat and I like wow so we will have talked about every movie in the series in one way or another I really... Uh, We're going to have pitches for all Yeah, of I'm delighted by this. Because <laughs> I didn't think you'd go Mortal Kombat. Why, why, why didn't you think I'd go there? I don't know. For some reason, I thought you were so enamored with speed, I thought you'd try to find something ridiculous to do with speed. You know, a real everything suit. Yeah. A Tom, a well, Tom the, Stewart special. The, <laughs> but of the three, I think that needs needs my help least right <laughs> well put <laughs> they know what they're doing i mean they don't but absolutely don't know what they're doing yeah but for people who don't know what they're doing they know what they know well. yeah they're doing fine relatively well <laughs> could be worse as we've seen uh so yeah so the name of my pitch is Mortal Kombat Rehabilitation. All right. Um, <laughs> Are you putting Jax's arms back on? No. Okay. Um, I should probably find out what the what the name of. Do you know offhand what what the name of um, the lead character is? This is not a good start. <laughs> Are you talking about Liu Kang? Liu Kang. Yeah. Right. Okay. Liu Kang. You got Katana, uh, Raiden, Sonya Blade. No, I don't need. I don't need any of those. Okay. Um, <laughs> Liu Kang. Noted. <laughs> uh, we pick up uh, where we. You don't want to bring back Talisa Soto? Yes, just listen. Right. Just listen. Uh, well, we'll bring them back, but I don't need to know their names. Ah. Um. So Liu Kang, I'm gonna say his name again <laughs> since I've just learned it. Um. <laughs> Just so I remind myself. Uh, we're at the end of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. However that ends. I, I, I forget. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're at the end of it. And suddenly... Uh, Shao Kahn returns from, let's say, a porthole. Of course. Because you can do what you like with a porthole in this series. He he just he appears out of a porthole, challenges Liu Kang to one more. Are you bringing back Brian Thompson, or is there a third actor? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's 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 call it Brian Thompson. Well, you don't have to, right? We can. Uh, you can. No, it's going to be a different actor playing. You can it. recast everyone. I'll recast him as uh, Michael Chiklis. Nice. Uh, yes. <laughs> um. So Michael Chiklis comes out of a porthole, and challenges Liu Kang to one final. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, and I'm going by the video games here because he's the villain. He's the final boss in 2 and 3. Mm. 
So he challenges him to a, to a fight to the death. And as with Mortal Kombat Annihilation, we see a nonsensical fight where nobody touches each other. But even right. Kang becomes aware that he's not actually physically fighting the person <laughs> that he's in Mortal Kombat with. Yet, Liu Kang manages to deliver the final uh, death blow, let's call it. Crossing my franchises here, but it's probably... So at the beginning like of the movie, he death blows... He death Khan. blows, that's Chickless. it. And then, and then suddenly, you know, we, we get the video game, game over, winner. And Luke Kang looks around, his reality transforms, he's in a padded cell. <laughs> punching into the air it's just him um and it turns out he was a uh a teenager who became addicted to mortal kombat um once he completed the game <laughs> he he his mental health went into free fall of course he learned he learned martial arts so um so he could uh, imagine himself fighting in the mort- in the world of Mortal Kombat, um, <laughs> and he ended up being institutionalized, where his his imagination had completely taken over, and there've been two uh, not good movies worth of his <laughs> mental gymnastics, where he is in the world of Mortal Kombat, and now he's out. Okay, he's won the game in his mind. He's he's you know he's he's beaten the final boss. His mind, even his mind, can't create this fantasy any longer because he's won, and it's done. And he and so um, he has to go back to the real world. But um, his transition into the real world is, as you might imagine, difficult. Mm-hmm. He keeps. And the and the doctors who are in charge of him, and as you imagine, they'll all be characters slash actors from Mortal Kombat. Will be will have their equivalent in the real world. So Talisa Soto is his doctor. Okay. Uh, you know, his family. You know, Jax is his best friend or whatever. Right. You know, um, his doctor. And he <laughs> he just he just goes in like he goes into pure like pure decline like he's. Uh, rather than because he's been in this padded cell kind of at least fighting for real mm-hmm. um but now he's just gone completely com- complete comatose completely blank yeah, they probably shouldn't have let him out <laughs> well they, they took him home this happened after he left the institution and he went into this this fugue state basically and the doctors don't know what to do with him his family don't know what to do with him and how to get him out of this. And they decide they transitioned him from the fantasy world to the reality too, too quickly. So what they need to do is find some way to reenact Mortal Kombat in the real world that will allow him to mm. indulge the fantasy and gradually wean himself off so that he recognizes the, the difference between reality and... Uh, the fantasy. That's <laughs> like weaning him off. So on everyone. Heroin. So all his. So what are they going to do? They're going to bat boy him, <laughs> right? 
They're going to bat boy him. And he is going to go around in the real world as Luke Chang in this elaborate immersive scenario with all his families and friends pay- playing the roles of the characters in the game. And they're going to have to Truman show their way through a game of Mortal Kombat to see if Luke Chang can be brought back from the brink of mental failure. And that is Mortal Kombat <laughs> Rehabilitation. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. So we go. <laughs> you know, it sounds like such a, uh, you know, when you first hear that title, you think, well, that doesn't sound like the Mortal Kombat movie I want. Rehabilitation of what? But it all right. makes sense now. Annihilation of what? Right. <laughs> See what I'm working You're not with. wrong. I'm only as good as my ingredients. <laughs> I gotta make a delicious meal. Yeah. Out of Cheez-Its, peanut butter, castor oil, and fish. I said that sound too bad. <laughs> gotta get a crust for those Cheez-Its. There you go. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Well, anything left? No. So well, we've got we've got pitches for each of the movies. Yeah, we got minors and majors. Minors and, yeah. We've got detailed thumbnail and everything in between. Yeah, exactly right. And we don't need to, yeah, we can, uh, we'll, we'll put that out to the vote. And you... I think the best of those is your speed pitch. I hate to say it. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> That's a pitch I thought you would come up with, frankly. <laughs> Maybe it's why I, I abandoned that. it in the first place. But you also have the dream team of a, a British werewolf in, in New York that already has a theme song. Right. I mean, you played right into that for me. I know it's amazing. I, I have, I, I can do nothing but, but uh, love you for that. All we have to do is get Sting on board. Shouldn't be a problem. And by on board, I mean, not suing yes. us. He doesn't have to be involved. He just has he to just not never mind. has to hear it. He just has to not mind not being involved <laughs> in a legal sense, in a strictly legal capacity. <laughs> I sting. Hereby allow my song. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. You get to vote. You do. What do you like? Or what do you want to see? You want to see a British werewolf in New York? Or do you want to see Mortal Kombat Rehabilitation? Or Speed 3 Autopilot. Yeah. Autopilot is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> now what I need Again, you to do is hit this it, button like they're talking down to the ground. Yeah. Beep. All right, you're on autopilot. Just leave it like Dumber that. Dumber than cruise control? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> All right. We'd like It's a better pun than cruise control. We'd like to hear your pitches, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to have to send them in. Yeah. You can send them in via Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. By all means, send us an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com. What do you have for us in lieu of uh, 
one of our sequels. You want to replace a Mortal Kombat or a Speed or uh, uh, some 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 nationality somewhere, <laughs> some nationality yeah. werewolf somewhere. You're gonna have to let us know. All right. We'll have a brand new series for you coming up next. I'm excited, Tom. Oh, I can't. Tell I know you, how you are. I am. <laughs> You're From... gonna go ape shit. Yeah. I feel like you've been waiting a long time for this. Well, and also, you know, I've been in the depths of hell with this series. So. <laughs> that would be a welcome reprieve. Yeah. Even absolutely. the worst of them. Um, um, I feel like, uh, you know, I got the I got the pardon from the governor. <laughs> right before they were going to throw the, right the switch. Traffic's a bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, look forward to that, everyone. Until next time, Michael Schantz here of the How Dare You Awards for Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. Say al- or say hello. Say goodbye, Tom. Mortal Kombat! You are just promoting your pitch right now. Don't think I don't know it. Hey, it's public domain, apparently. Of course. All right, take care, everyone. We'll be back soon with an all-new series.